We bike, we bike, we bike, we bike, we bike. I can't wait. No, I can't. But fuck it. Let's get into it. Yo, fuck my dead ox and all that homeless that's living. I want y'all niggas to know that. That's how I feel. Oh, God. Coop. We back. Your boy, Dizzle Man, and we is about to go insane like my main Martin Payne. Nah, what up though? What up? What up? We back. I missed last week. Um, just didn't really feel like talking too much. I don't feel like I really had anything to say, to be honest with y'all. But you know, it is what it is. So I kind of took a little week off for myself just to see. How I feel, you know, by the end of the week, things like that. And, uh, yes, sir, we back. A little better. I felt a little stuck in life for a hot second. And, um, had to work my way through it. Just feeling stuck in life, really. Y'all ever get the feeling like, you know what I mean? You, you kind of doing everything that you can for the time being. And you just don't really seem to be progressing and, you know, getting ahead like you would like. Or maybe at the pace that you would like. And so that's kind of like where I feel like I am right now. And I don't quite know what it is that I could do better, per se. But it's just, I'm starting to feel like it's one of those things where you just kind of got to accept, you know, the current circumstances. And just kind of learn to maneuver and pivot from there. You just got to take a deep breath 
and keep it pushing. But fuck it. You know, anyway. We back, y'all. Allowed us in the room. I think the last time we spoke, or we talked, uh, J. Cole had just dropped a single. But then over the weekend, he dropped the, 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 the ah, he finally dropped the project. Shout out to that man. Shout out to that man. He, he did his thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, at first I wasn't really feeling it too, too much when I got a first listen to it. Uh, I think I listened to it in about three different parts on the first go around when it came out Friday. And I still, I felt like, you know, going into it, this was going to be that. Well, it's always that thing because he's J. Cole and I also felt like he's built up this hype and he's, oh, not hype, but he's built up this, this persona, if you will, or, you know, this reputation rather that he is one of the top, you know, uh, top 10 somewhere in there. And he definitely came through with the lyrical miracle heat on this album. The off season had a few standout tracks to me. I wasn't, you know, the whole album, all 12 tracks, I say out of the 12, maybe about six that I was really feeling like that for real, for real. Of course, he started it off crazy with the uh, 95 South track. And then him and uh, 21 Savage, they got together again for the My Life track. That was definitely another banger for me. Uh, I'd also have to say Let My Hand Go featuring uh, Six Black. Six Slack, Six Black, Black, whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I can't get that nigga name right. Um... Let's see, what else? What's another one? I think the climb back was probably another one. The yeah, the climb back. So all in all, it was it was pretty good. I mean, I, you know, again, at first I wasn't really feeling with feeling it, but once I actually had the time to sit down with it, you know, cleaning up the crib a little bit, taking showers, and you know, I wasn't really going anywhere, and I actually had time to really process it all. Again, man, that nigga don't let us down. He came through. Dropped a project on Friday, and then by Sunday, the nigga was out in Rwanda playing hoops. Scored a big three points out there, mug. Shout out to uh, Cole. <laughs> he used to actually, he was a walk-on, and uh, he walked on at a at uh, at St. John's back in the day. And ultimately, he ended up focusing more on his rap career. And essentially, that's where we are now. And I feel like this man is, you know, after that, release and then to go on and say that he's doing this basketball thing i looked it up and i think it said that it's not like a full season that he's doing it's actually going only going to be about uh four to six games that's so that's his contract and who knows man i I watched a little bit of it it was it was a little tough to watch at first just because the the pace was so off like you know that overseas ball is a lot different when it, you know, when it comes to, you know, the techniques and the movements and the fluidity of the game, you know, I think we've definitely been very blessed to have the teams and the athletes that we do, you know, here in America with the NBA teams. But, you know, there's a lot of talent out there as well overseas, but it's definitely a different pace. So that's one thing kind of, or I had to get used to. I watched about a quarter and a half. All in all, I think his team, the Rwanda Patriots ended up winning the game. I think they blew the other team out by like 20. Um, 
he didn't get uh Cole didn't get really too much time, if I'm not mistaken, which kinda added uh led to him getting the the uh three points, three assists and maybe three rebounds. So he was he was still active off on and off the ball, you know. Doing his thing. I wasn't expecting him to go out and just like ball like crazy like Russell Westbrook or somebody. But, you know, he was definitely holding his own. We'll see how it goes over the next few games. And I hope to hope I'm able to find it again. At the last minute, I was able to, you know, I was just checking my uh, apps, rather, my ESPN apps just to see. And sure enough, they had it, you know, playing for free on the ESPN app. Felt good to watch it. Something a little different, different pace. My Lakers, they've been kind of. They've been tearing it up right now, but as of late, they were kind of been putting me through it, you know. And I, I can't blame them too, too much with all the injuries going on. And, you know, that's only, you know, so much is in your control at that point. But nonetheless, we're in the playing tournament. We're about to go up against Golden State to see the winner of that game will be put at the, um, the last seed of entry for the, uh, Western Conference, and then the loser of that game would go on to play the loser of another game that I I can't remember the two teams that are playing, and that you know the winner of that game would then put them. No, I think that game of the the two losers, the winner of the two losers, puts them at the very bottom of the uh, playoff bracket. So hopefully we went out. When we uh, hopefully we went against the, the Warriors. I got hope. AB, uh, AB, AD looking good. Brown looking good. Uh, all in all, that we're finding our our flow again. Now that a few of our main pieces are back on the court and in action. So shout out to my LA, LA. Then also, uh, as of late, I even uh, caught a WNBA game over the weekend. They've been doing a, their press game has really been crazy this year, this season. Uh, they're definitely more active, and I believe that. Uh, I, I think they might have had a new deal with the NBA and which is allowing them to get all these different advertising deals and a little bit more in your face. Again, that's another thing that you, I had to get used to as well over the weekend or not over the weekend, but over the weekend, that's one of the things that I found I had to get used to going into this, this new interest as far as watching the WNBA. And, you know, again, you're not going to have the slam dunks and the, the, the crazy killer crossovers. It's going, it might be a little bit more fundamental, but it's still competitive to say, you know, at least not to downgrade or anything like that. But, you know, those women do a phenomenal job. They're excellent professionals and they be hooping cause like they out here hooping. They putting on the fashion shows just like the men. They doing it big. Shit, I, I'm even going to try to catch a couple games. If I can, I would like to get a jersey or two because I saw, uh, uh, I might have mentioned it on one of the few, uh, episodes before, but I saw a jersey from one of the teams and it had a Stranger Things from Netflix, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a Stranger Things theme from Netflix. And that joint was tough. So I'm going to keep my searches up, keep my eye out for that. Uh, I think, I think as far as sports, oh, the, uh, I might've been two weeks ago, but I'm not sure. But within the last, within this last episode and this episode, the NFL also dropped their, uh, schedule releases or they released their schedules for all the teams. Saw a few good lineups on there. My Pittsburgh Steelers got a really tough, uh, schedule this season. 
going to put us to the test. We uh, act, we also just the draft just happened too. I can't forget that. We uh, drafted the running back from Alabama. I don't know why his name is slipping my mind at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nigel Harris, Nigel Harris, the new running back. I think we uh, filled a couple, got a couple uh, linemen as well, which we needed because I think we lost three starters over the over the off season. One of them retiring, Marcus Pouncey, and his brother Marquise Pouncey from Florida down there in, uh, at Miami with the Dolphins. They retired together, and the Villanueva, I believe went off I forget where he went but we we're going to play him again at one of these games in the season and I forget the other guy I think he might have been injured or something but either way uh uh impactful blow to our offensive line so hopefully we can kind of get that rectified cuz Big Ben's going to need it he's very brittle in the bones and I don't really trust him too much more I don't know how much more we're going to get from him but keep that brother safe at all costs Uh, so yeah, I, I think that might be all the sports that I can think of at the moment. So as we transition a little bit, getting into the uh, entertainment side, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Naomi Campbell. I think a round of applause is definitely in order. She just uh, had a baby at the age of, at the amazing age of fifty. So big shout out to her again, and uh, congrats on the, your new birth, your new birth, your newborn, and being a first time mother. Shout out to you, Shorty. Because me personally, I don't think I could nor would want to have a baby that high up in age fifty. I feel like that's gonna be a little bit too much for me. Because when I think about it. It's like, all right, so you have a baby at 50, 18 goes by, or 20 goes by, you know, 70. It's like, you're going to be old, old. By the time your child turns 30, you 80, God willing. So, you know, to each his own. I'm not knocking it by any means, but I just, I think by that point, I'm going to definitely be settled in life and kind of done with the kids. So I think for me, that's probably about a 20 to 25 year Hmm. Yes, yeah, so right now there's about a 20 year range for me. So shit, you know, nigga hitting that big 3-0 this year, October 14, baby, what it do? Libra's in the building, motherfucker. So, you know, that's just, eh, I don't think I could do it. But again, kudos, congrats, big congrats. Because I know that that is definitely not an easy task. Whether, you know, the whole... I, 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 I don't know if she gave nat- not natural birth, but, you know, I didn't even know she was pregnant. Not that I really keep up with her like that. <clears throat> but nonetheless, I just, that's, that was a big surprise to me when I found that one out. And in celebration of another black queen, the honorable, the elegant, the fucking epitome of class, like... The definition personified, Miss Felicia Rashad, uh, was announced as Howard's Dean of Fine Arts over the weekend. And I feel like that's definitely a big move. Uh, HBCU and just her with, you know, I feel like, you know, throughout all of her 
her acting career, if you will. She's always portrayed like, you know, just that regal, that regal woman. Like she just is a very upper echelon. I can see her in the museums and the Miss, you know, standing like Miss Huxtable, looking at the the arts and all that beautiful shit. Yeah, you know so I think that's a really good move, and she's very educated as well, you know. So I think that's a very a very good fit for her. So shout out to them. Shout out to Howard, Felicia Rashad, Naomi Campbell, all y'all doing big things. My people, my people. You know, it's been a troubling few weeks, but you know, this was the type of good news that I love to read about and hear about because it, it just shows you that there is a, uh, there's hope. There's a brighter side. There is, you know, just, uh, you know, grass is, grass is a little greener at some point on the other side. You just got to go through all the rough patches and the dirt patches. But at some point, man, we gonna we gonna see some light. We see we see some love, some some positivity going on, and uh, kind of in that same realm as far as the schooling. I've been wanting and looking to get back into school as well. I've taken like a two year hiatus. That's my little. I think that's I, that. That seems to be my little thing though. I'll get into. I'll get back into school, do it for about a semester or two. And then at some point I just kind of fall off, you know, I just get too in my, in my head and my thoughts, you know, at some point I just, I do want to get that back rolling, get back into my marketing and try to get into some uh, graphic design, some type of arts as well myself. Cause I love creativity. I love designing, building. I love thinking, trying to figure out how to really put some shit together like, how do I make this work? What goes together? What doesn't go together? How can I make this mesh if it doesn't? Is it even possible? You know, just creating something out of nothing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's a very therapeutic release for me. And that's I, that's one of the reasons why I even started this podcast, you know, and the many ones before it. Because another thing, another art form, a lost, a lost art form that I feel like is talking, a conversation. We don't really have those anymore people don't really listen as well and then people don't speak as well you know i a lot of times i have conversations with people and they hit me with the line but you know what i mean but I, I don't know what you mean if you know i can't assume because if i assume then you know what that happens i just make an ass look i make an ass out of you and me so i think you know we all need to do a little bit better with that. I'm definitely working on my conversation, my listening, my, my input, you know, the things I'm also trying to just get a little bit more life experience. So I have better input as well. Cause again, it's a conversations are a lost art. You know, you can talk people into doing things, talk people out of doing things, talk, you know, you can speak life into people. You can cut people with your words. Words are so powerful it's like you, people don't really realize and understand the magnitude or the impact that it really has on you and others around you. Um, I even heard something that was kind of really, I felt it was a, it was a deep remark or deep question. No, it was a remark. It was a remark. And some people were talking about how, you know, you, you know, you talk to other people, you have to be careful what you say. Sometimes it's not always what you say. It's how you say but sometimes on the flip side, it's not always how you say, but what you say, you know, just like when you're dealing with other people, you have conversations with yourself all the time. 
and somebody made the comment about how you have to watch how you speak to yourself because, you know, depending on how you speak to yourself and what you say to yourself, you can amp yourself up on a situation or about a certain thing that really has no, no, uh, no, no dominion in your life. No real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No real, uh, relativity. No, it's not really relative to your, to your situation, your circumstances. It has nothing to do with you when you really sit down and think about it. So you just gotta be mindful of how you speak, not just to others, but how you, how you talk to yourself as well. Respect yourself, love yourself. Uh, shit. At some point you'll kind of, your, your attitude will change towards life, towards you know, people towards relationships, whether it be family, friends, significant others, uh, you know, mentors, mentees, whoever you like, whatever it is that you do, the people that you encounter, it'll, if you're not right with yourself, how you going to win when you ain't right with them? Like Lauren said. So at some point you got to do that self-reflecting It's very, very, very important to understand yourself, you know, how you feel, what you feel and shit. Just kind of go from there again. Uh, speaking earlier, I think I mentioned earlier on this, on this one about how, you know, just, oh, yeah, when I was talking to myself on the intro, about myself on the intro, this the pivot, uh, being able to just adapt, read and react, read and react. It's simple read and react. And, you know, sometimes when you read something, you don't always comprehend what's going on. So at some point, you got to reread it. And so you can kind of get a better understanding. You know, you don't just read a book one time and then say you understand it completely, especially if you have interest in it like you do yourself. So, like, you know, you everybody's like a book. You know, you can't judge a book by the cover. That's the that's the saying that always goes around. And so just how you can't, you know, judge a book by its cover, you have to realize that every chapter in that book is different. There are layers to this story. And so you got to get to know, get to know yourself treat yourself love yourself you know what i'm saying be yourself so shit fuck it i feel like you know in unrelated somewhat news loving yourself and just recognizing what's going on around you reading the situation and reacting uh i saw some i saw that uh what is her name or his name bill gates and his wife uh fucking Malin- uh, whatever her name is. I don't want to hold up. Let me figure it out. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Cause I don't want to disrespect her like that. Bill Gates and Bill Gates and Melinda Trump. I mean, Bill Gates and Melinda, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. I don't know why I can't get my shit together, but yeah. So the, they had filed or she filed for a divorce about a year or so ago. After she had found out that he was hanging out with Epstein and uh, they were getting really close, becoming really close buddies to the point where they would have dinner like quite often over at his townhouse, over at his uh, over at uh, Jeffrey Epstein's townhouse. And we all know Jeffrey Epstein, a man was the was the child sex trafficker who knew all the stars and celebrities essentially on the low ski. And I feel like he was, he was providing all the service and entertainment to the celebrities. Uh, 
And uh, Bill, I think Melinda, Bill and Melinda had had dinner over there a couple of times, but after a while she had just stopped going, but he continued to, you know, hang out with him. And he would mention how uh, Epstein's uh, townhouse had all these, uni- all this unique art hanging around the house and just, you know, different pieces and shit like that. And if you've seen the documentaries, you uh, you might have seen some of it where I think he had Bill Clinton or somebody naked holding a flag or some shit and young kids like uh images of young girl painted images of young girls topless and things like that like some real creep shit and so that's who bill was starting to hang out with and he's an and he was a nasty nigga supposedly uh talking and flirting with all the people from his charity the bill and melinda the gates foundation to you know people that work for him at microsoft to his money manager like this guy was out here just Nasty. So, I think I think Bill Gates is a low key pedo. He had uh, stepped down from like very high positions throughout all of this, and I think it was just a couple years ago that he announced that he was stepping down from the board of Microsoft to become more philanthropic. Uh, So, I felt that was kind of weird going into the you know, but he then later on went to say that how he wanted to find cures and shit for the vaccine and help, you know, be one of the investors, I guess, or whatever. But I just, it never really sat right with me. And then now over the weekend, it came out that they were getting divorced or it's official that they are divorced. And so she had to free herself after realizing that this nigga right here is a nasty fuck. It's something about these old heads, these old white men in these high positions that get off on all this nasty, nasty stuff, man. From the Weinsteins, Epsteins, like just Faustines, like just a whole bunch of nasty boys. And while we're speaking about the nasty boys, uh, it over the weekend, term oil was brewing over at the Joe Button Podcast. First, all of last week, over the last couple of weeks, it's just been kind of chaotic for them with the whole Rory, Maul, and Joe situation. And things got really heated to the point where Joe went on air to fire them publicly. And he then later apologized after it, you know, on social media, on uh, Instagram. I think he went on Instagram Live to issue an apology to both them too. And to follow that up, they they went and put out their own little uh, one hour or one and a half hour. Uh, I wouldn't call it a special, but it was kind of like a special, just addressing the whole situation and responding to him and his their firing and the things that were really going on that they shed light on. And they were mentioning and they mentioned how he was uh, kind of just money hoarding and just not really owning or keeping it a hundred. And that, that was the semi nasty part about it. Cause these are the, his boys for him. These are his boys since pretty much the beginning of the podcast, not the very, very beginning because, uh, certain people and pieces were added, you know, later on in the early stages, but nonetheless, they were pretty much there from, from the ground up. And uh, only to find that they had been kind of getting cheated out of their shit. And Joe was acting real funny with them when it came to certain 
things as far as <laughs> the accounting and uh, just the money management and things like that. You know, it was a, they, he had constantly preached about how creators should have certain knowledge and certain, uh, I guess, privileges to knowledge to, to know certain things as far as the uh, stats and the statistics and the, the numbers behind everything. Um, because from what they're saying, they get a percentage of what the podcast makes, you know what I'm saying? And he wasn't really honoring that. So that was like the first nasty foul to do that to your boys. But then by Sunday, one of his former co-hosts from this, one of the shows on his network called see the thing is, uh, a woman by the name Olivia dope. I think she's a DJ. She had went out or not went out, but she had went on Instagram, I think. And uh, went on live and had said how he was sexually harassing her in one episode that he, I think maybe the only episode that he was on. And he had mentioned how he'd been wanting to fuck her for a long time now and that he, that they, he thinks that they should, you know, talk more because they didn't really have a rapport like him and like he and uh, Mandy and Bridget. And he wanted to give her an on-air hug and my man was hitting her with the with the wiggle bottoms i was like i'm saying that's a nasty dude here and all that and if that was the case you know they edited a lot of out of that episode i think just recently the uh the see the thing is girls mandy and bridget issue their uh response to that uh, I started listening to some of it, but I haven't gotten to, fin- I didn't get to finish it. I'll probably get back to it on that one next week or maybe later on in the week. It was just depending on what's going on news wise, but they gave their response and she felt uncomfortable in that after that moment and situation. And at that point, she was just done with it all. She had kind of let them know over the next couple of weeks, you know, that she couldn't really do the podcast anymore just due to certain situations. And she, you know, she ended up departing. So this nigga out here hitting the sexual harassment on air, like it ain't looking too good for my man, yo. And it's sad to say, but I, you know, it, it doesn't really surprise me too, too much. I, I don't know them. I don't know the nigga personally. You know, I just started listening to him like maybe five years ago, six years ago. And just from what I've been listening to, you know, you kind of pick up on certain things in his habits and it was just always kind of a nasty little undertone. Uh, again, and then with the whole that whole dog situation where you start jacking the dog off again on air, like the shit was just normal. Like, like he is a certified weirdo. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm interested on in seeing what his response on everything and behind it is. You know, I don't know if he'll address it on the show, but I feel like he definitely will. So, yeah, I'm saying I think I definitely I think I'm gonna definitely uh go ahead and put something out probably on Sunday or maybe Friday, just depending. To kind of give a recap on that and everything else, but it ain't looking too good. He didn't realize again. You gotta the read and react, mother. Read and react, people. Read and react. He didn't read it well. He got extra hype, with, you know, with the with the the verbiage and how he was talking to her, and no one, everybody in the room, they say felt awkward. Like it just felt weird. It was just a weird interaction. And so for him to still like kind of go with it and you know, for that to even be like the shtick that you want to go with on the show, even if it is like, even if you are being extra for the cameras and the, the recording, it's like, why do that though? Like you ain't got to be that guy. That's some lame shit to do. Like you got to have a little bit more class, a little bit more couth 
when it comes to, you know, the, the women, because it is, you know, they are speaking up a lot louder this year. You know, just again, from the WNBA standpoint, Felicia Rashad, you know, having being announced the dean of the fine arts program at Howard. And dare I say, even with uh, Shorty being the vice president, uh, Kamala Harris and just, you know, black women, if not women in general, are, you know, kicking ass this year cuz and you just you you got to read the room and that goes for every every man out there read the room like y'all out here doing weird shit i be talking to the homies and you know they mention how sometimes niggas just be weird like at some point we got to be men like when you're a child you'll do childish things but when you become a man you t- you put those childish things away and, you know, I mean, not, you know, outside of being a man, just a decent human being, like you got to treat people and women, especially with respect. It's shit's changing. Like it's not they ain't OK with certain things. The, the status, the status, the uh, the norm, the, the norms are changing. The norms are always changing. And it is our job to kind of see that change, recognize it and move accordingly. Read and react people please read and react that's all it takes just think stop collaborate and listen so shit man it ain't hard it ain't hard again but we it goes back to that lost art of communication because just as much as you communicate and talk you have to listen you can't dismiss people and how they feel and what they're going through and as well, as well, I've noticed what people love to do is when you are telling your story, it's one thing to add, you know, to the, to it. You're, you're adding your own personal experience to the conversation is one thing, you know, to kind of say, you know, I acknowledge what you're going through. I understand what you're going through because I went through these similar feelings, if not the same situation. I still had the feelings were the same. But I've noticed that people tend to try to do this one upsmanship on you. Well, you know, I, I got, you know, I'll say I got this going on, that going on, and the third going on. Well, you know, in response, they'll say, but I, I got, but I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I'm going through that. Like as if it's a pissing contest on who has the worst struggle. And we got to, we have a, we as a people have a bad habit of doing that. And we, that's something we have to break especially myself as well. I feel like I'm doing a pretty decent job at it. Actually, you know, kudos to me, pat myself on the motherfucking back, but you know, I'm human every so often I slip up and I, I catch myself, you know, throwing. well, you know, I hear you going through that, but then I got this, this and that. And that's, you know, that's not right. That that's not right to whoever or anybody really. Everybody's entitled to their own struggle. And we can't always have that pissing contest of who has the worst struggle because not everybody is built the same. We know everyone isn't built the same. And with that being known and said, we we have to keep that in mind and continue to react on or react in such a manner. Because when you know better, you do better. And that's really all it's about. Just being better, doing better. And knowing better. But before 
you can do that, you have to understand who you are and get a better understanding of who you are. You know, and it's pretty much as simple as that for your simple ass. Uh, I didn't really have too much to talk about this week. I mean, a lot was going on, but I didn't really know how to really dissect it all and kind of give it to you. Um, so, you know, that was just a little, a little tidbit, a little tad bit. And this is what you're going to get from me. This, this episode. So shit. Oh, what the fuck else? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Uh, for the time being, at least. So shit, let me figure out. Matter of fact, we're going to go with the, uh, we'll go with some kid cutty on the outro. Simple as since that, you know. It's so simple. It'd be the simple things. The smallest things go the longest way. You know what I'm saying? Again, we just have to do a better job of recognizing, reading the play, and reacting. It's so many times that, you know, you could just sit there, think about something before you react instead of just straight reacting, and the outcome be so, so much different. So much easier for you, uh, less chaotic, less stressful. Uh, more beneficial. You get a, a better understanding for yourself. It's nothing like walking away from a situation where you feel like you, you did everything you could. You gave all that you could. And ultimately you didn't let the situation get the best of you because the best you isn't that when you start getting out here wilding with the shits, in the bullshits or whatever, whatever, you get off your, your pack, your, your your pack, your path, your track on who you are. You know what I'm saying? So we can't let it to happen. So just breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. But not nah, shit. Uh, but shit. That's the episode, y'all. Again, we are gonna ride out to my man Kid Kadi. Simple as. Y'all have a blessed week. Remember, take things one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. You know, there is a bigger picture at hand, but it ain't always. It's 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 not a it's not a race. It's a marathon, you know, and like Nipsey said, man, a marathon continues. So shit. Remember that. Keep your pace, keep your peace, and you'll be all right. All right, y'all. Peace. A, B, C, A, B, C, A, B, C, A, B, C. One, two, three. A, B, C, A, B, C. One, two, three. Robotics. Simple as that fear, simple as Ask about that pretty simple man I'm Dreaming on good for a sicker plan Than any other nigga could be thinking that I can't be a loser cause they figure that I can't be a lame, I'm cool in that I feel I love the fame, then I hate it back 
thinking now what I should be twittering. Why big bro take out the hot bitches? Dear God, me too, I like the hot bitches. I be the underdog all along till I'm gone. I will live through a song. I'll be strong through the haters. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. For your simple ass. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. For your simple ass. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. For your simple ass. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. Without it being wacky cheesy to the little kids So I curse like a sailor and a smoke weed I am exactly who an older rapper's kids be And who they love, hands to the universe Probably think they drug addicts, it's the spirit of Teddy verse Mad little mama switch the converse without a purse Long as the booty looking juicy and he's styling on her It's simple as that, it's simple as that, people Yeah, it's simple as that it's simple as that. 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 As our hero seems to be dreaming in peace, a dark chapter unfolds, throwing Scott into the most eerie and unstable part of his imagination. So intense he cannot tell his dreams from reality. This is the rise of the night Jones. As simple as that, people. Simple as that. Love y'all. Be back later. Peace.